The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the S&M Chronicles, a kink podcast. is meant to be a reflection on our journey into the BDSM scene, and of course a dialogue about our experiences, opinions, thoughts, and feelings along the way. It is our second year of kink. Ah. I'm celebrating my second kink anniversary, and I know S is too. Oh my god, Sunday. Yeah. Well, Sunday the 3rd is Jay and I's second pain anniversary. Oh my god. <laughs> Which is the night we met, and also the first time we heard me. <laughs> we need a cake. We need a gag. Yes. As always, I'm going to disclose before we get into the meat of the episode that we're not experts. Even though we have been in this scene for two years, please make sure you're researching and we're Googling. We're just talking about stuff. We're just talking about stuff. Don't, <laughs> don't take our word for uh, the holy gospel. Except for the part where we say you need consent. Yeah. That's gospel. Yeah. Everything That's, else yeah. we're not experts on. Yes. <laughs> please get consent. consent. Please ask. Please talk to people. Please make sure you're comfortable. Don't put yourself in dangerous situations. And have fun. That's the important Number part. One. If you're not yeah. having fun, you're not doing have it right. fun. We're in a weird <laughs> mood for this book. We are. It's going to be a weird one. Our best friend, who we lovingly refer to as Scooby-Doo Penis 69. Scooby-Doo Penis 69. <laughs> I was... We I have... Was, just this a backstory behind why... Because people are probably like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> we had a joke that he should make a FET profile. And I don't even know He's where like He's like not me. really kinky. But when we got into kink, we were like, you should make a FET life. <laughs> then he said like Scooby-Doo Penis. Yeah, we were like, what should my username be? And somebody said Scooby-Doo Penis 69. And, I, yeah, and it's 69. not taken. So <laughs> if anyone else wants to jump on that gold mine of a username. Um, but, but no, I was anyway, talking to him and he was like... You doing anything for Halloween? I was like, just the same orgies we normally go to, just with more cat ears. <laughs> just it's all mundane now. Just another orgy. No, it's so, still fun. No, it is. This is why I need like an elaborate abduction scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good, different. Gotta Exciting. keep pushing the boundaries. <laughs> Light my body on fire. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> we don't are do really annoying. Sorry, we're, it's, a, it's been a week. So, our email, if you would like to get in touch with us, of course, and ask us any questions along the way, is sndmchronicles at gmail.com. We are also on FetLife. My oh, name yeah. is Blue Jasmine. And mine is underscore painflet. So. Our last episode was the Edge Play Fear Play. Oh, yeah. So, we good. went into some quote-unquote more extreme experiences that we've had in scenes, Breath play, knife play, uh, as talked about drowning, yeah. the drowning play experience, and I had also touched on the abduction stuff as well, and the trampling as well, which I actually have a kind of another tangent. I had an experience with the trampling scene. I co-topped one about two weeks ago. I'll talk more about that when we get into the meat of the episode, because our episode is about our experiences with domination, so dun, dun, titling dun. this When Doms Come Out to Play. S and I both started out on the bottom side, as you all know if you've been listening. Myself more so as a brat, which is still a bottom. 
And now kind of working my way into submission, high protocol submission, which I, I thoroughly enjoy and love. And S, as you know, started out as a submissive. A pure masochist. Yes. And then evolved in that. And now I really started getting into doming femme people. Woo! And I recently took this adorable woman as my sub to a party by myself yeah. for the first time. Yeah, girl. It was so much fun. And so here's the hilarious part. So I don't know if if people know of Neopets. Do you remember Neopets? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> okay. Most so, people should. If you don't know Neopets, then turn this podcast off and go away. <laughs> I fucking Come love, on. love Neopets. And on there, you would have a Neopet or Mm -hmm. multiple, and that would be your pet. That was the thing you were taking care of. And you could get all sorts of things for your Neopet, and one of the things you could get them is a smaller little creature that would be your Neopet's pet, and it was called a pet pet. Pet pet! So we've been joking that since I'm Jay's sub, and now this... This woman who I'll call C sees like my sub. We've been joking that she's my pet pet. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, and we're just like you can just have like an infinite regress of subs. <laughs> subs on subs. Subs on subs on subs. Oh, I miss yeah. Neopets. No. Did you ever play Tarmac Roll? Yes. Hassy <laughs> well, bounce. I love Hassy bounce. bounce was so fun. I loved Hassy Bounce. I loved Mirka Chase. Yes. And I loved the one that was like the Jello. Okay, I it was like a secret, a secret one. You had to click somewhere to get to what? it. Yeah, it was like a secret game, and yeah. you would be this like tiny Jello, like be- jelly bean, and then these like little goos would like go across the screen, and you could only absorb the ones you were bigger than. But every time you absorbed a little thing, you would get bigger. Oh, so you I had to see. keep you had to if you got sucked into a bigger goo blob than you, you would die. So you just had to keep eating the little ones and get bigger and bigger. Interesting. It was fun. I like the ice cream one too. Oh, the ice cream one. What was that called? It was so fast. Um, so fast. Yeah, where you had to like go across. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Neil had <laughs> tangent. <laughs> Uh, so all right, let's. What did you do this month? Em? <laughs> I played Neopets. <laughs> do you want to go first, Em, or should I go sure. first? I think you have more than me this time. Okay, you want to go first? I can go first. Okay, so like I said, my big thing I did this month is doming, um, doming this woman. But I'm going to talk about that in the heart of the episode. Mm. But the next night. Jay and I went to Kink Party. Is that a place we go to a lot, but was like a different party because it was a kink, like Halloween party. And there was not a ton of kink happening, but Jay throughout the night kept taking me back to the kink area with a different impact toy each time. So we started with we started with the paddle because I had to get punished. And then moved on to the flogger and then the whip and then the dragon tail and then barehanded and the cane again because I spilled some water (laughs) or not the cane the paddle again if I spill water it's always an automatic 10 10 space (laughs) and he made me cry in every one of the scenes so it was like six times but we did like aftercare every time Mm-hmm. But it was this kind of like succession of more intense breakdowns. It was really 
intense and really special. But it was almost more romantic than mm-hmm, hot. Mm-hmm. It, it's such a stark contrast to like where I started. Yeah. This pure kind of masochistic, almost like sex in itself sort of deal. Whereas this was like such an emotional submission kind of deal. But the funniest thing was, so we had gone through all these other implements and he was like, oh, I haven't made you cry with my hand yet. Do you want to do like one more scene? Like I'll probably just hit you a few times and you'll start crying. Because at that point I was like so... Right. So, one, so deep in subspace. So I was already like floating on chemicals. But you're just like, when you get to that point where you're crying, it's easy to start crying again. So we went back in there. But at that point... I had so many endorphins coursing through my veins that I could barely feel it. (laughs) I knew he was hitting me hard, and I was like, sweetie, I'm not going to cry. It feels like you're just, like, lightly tapping. But then I started to feel, because I, like, wanted to cry again. I was so deep in subspace that we, like, I was like, I don't think I'm going to cry. I wasn't, I was more submissive than that tone was. I was like, I don't think I'm going to cry. And then... We sat up, and he was like, we, we can be done. And I go, are you disappointed in me? And then I started <laughs> crying. I started crying because I was worried he was disappointed in me that I didn't cry. So oh I did God. end up crying in that scene, which I think is so funny That's and great. really encapsulates who I am as a sub. Yeah. <laughs> Wanting to please on every aspect. Yeah. So that was... That was a really special night. And I ended up with a lot of marks, which are hard for me to get nowadays. So (laughs) that was quite fun. I also had a weird moment in that it was with the flogger. When I am subbing for like a lot of pain, there's usually a a period of time where it like really hurts before you hit subspace. Right. You have to, or that I have to sort of push through. And in that point, it's a feeling of, maybe being turned on and a feeling of pushing through it. I don't know. There's different emotions that can come up. But in the flogging scene during this night, I got really angry, really mad, kind of at Jay, but not not in actuality. There's no, like, secret other thing I was mad at him for. But just, like, for whatever reason, in that scene, I was, like, super angry. <laughs> then eventually I hit the face, and then I was just, like, floaty and happy. Mm-hmm. But I was wondering if that sort of initial push before subspace is this really nice it it gives your body a chance to embody whatever emotions it needs to because I had actually had a weird talk on the phone with my mom earlier in the day that kind of turned into a fight and and after that scene I was when I started crying in that scene when I was crying it sort of felt like relevant to that phone call weirdly even though I wasn't thinking about it during the scene and I was like I wonder if some of that anger from that argument was being worked out in that scene that's so interesting to analyze because I can relate and I feel the same kind of journey that there's a push and then kind of a relaxation into subspace or letting go and I often do when I'm involved in a really heavy impact scene I will get angry almost because, and again, it's not at the per. It could be a little bit at the person, but it's more yeah. so. I don't know. Yeah, it's it could be situational, explain, it? or it could be like I put myself in this position, kind of thing. So I'm angry at me, or yeah. There's definitely a lot of stuff that comes up there, and then then floating into that subspace is just this huge release. Yeah, it really opens you up to 
Well, something I love about kink is it's such a mindfulness practice mm-hmm. because you can't not be in the moment. Yeah. You can't not be in your body because you're in pain. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of the times when T has me doing an impact scene with him, he'll have me count each stroke and thank him. And right. I think there's something about that too mm-hmm. of having to thank someone yeah. that just kind of for you two as a brat, that really goes against your, like, yeah initial impulse. And, and a lot of times I'll make big releases of noise. I've sworn before, but I always say the I thank you. I say fuck you. so much. Yeah, no, I, I will too. <gasps> but yeah, I think it's it really... But then that goes away, that release of sound and the fuck you and the, the grinding of my teeth and stuff when I get to subspace. I've been, like, contemplating on the, <laughs> the kind of analogies between kink and larger life and like Mm -hmm. meditation and spirituality this is a different this is for a different episode (laughs) maybe next time we'll talk about kink and spirituality because i've been thinking a lot about that recently yeah also just one other thing that push is definitely different it's not about bearing through something that you can't get through like for example i would never be at the point where i would need to say yellow or red in that push it's it's a right it's different from having to stop it. Oh yeah, that's a, actually a really good clarification. Don't not safe word because of what we're saying. Yeah, exactly. that's not what it is at all. Because yeah. I've safe worded before also. Yeah, it's not about bearing down on yourself and going, I'm going to take it, damn it, but this is really getting past my threshold of pain, but no, 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 I'm just going to silence myself. It's, it's more of a mental push, I think. Yeah, and for me, if it really hurts. For me, that is part of what I like is pushing through that is a real connection between being in your body Mm. and being able to notice and feel your emotions. So I think for me, kink, not that I have a ton of trouble feeling my emotions (laughs) regularly, but, Mm. but what kink does is I think subspace puts you in this really vulnerable position where really in the moment, and I think that opens up the floodgates mm-hmm. for you to, like, if you've been holding back a feeling, like, I think I had pushed down that anger yeah. at my mom after that phone call, mm-hmm. and then, because I was kind of, like, talking, trying to talk it out a little bit before the party, but it kind of felt unresolved. I was going to talk about this in mind, but after one of the, after a dinner party that I went to, which I will get into, I did, uh... This is about a hundred count, but I I was kind of this past week, not this past week, but that past week, struggling with a little bit of just some feelings with loneliness in the city and, I don't know, just feeling a little bit alone. New York can do that to you for any listeners who aren't in the city. It's so busy and people are so career-oriented and all over the place in terms of where they live and everyone just has a lot going on so it can be difficult to see people and relationships can be difficult in that sense and you can feel very much like a lone wolf and very independent and sometimes that it was just getting to me that week and that was something that bubbled up in that scene and after the scene when he stopped I had this kind of bit of an emotional breakdown in the aftercare and it was just kind of wrapped up like a little jelly bean ball in his lap. And I was like, it's really lonely sometimes Aww. and I get lonely. And it was, it was just really nice to have someone there to wrap their arms around me and say that like, it's okay and I'm here for you and just the support system. So, but those emotions can definitely come through in, in a scene like that. So that scene I was talking about happened after a high protocol dinner party that I got the amazing pleasure to attend and that's what I really want to focus on 
the play after the party was really fun. So we did do that impact scene, which ended with a really caring and nurturing aftercare scene. And then we also went into a dual scene with myself, T, and another male dom. I'll call him Jay. Not your Jay. <laughs> another Jay. And I was down on my hands and knees in two... My wrists were cuffed and my legs were cuffed. like an eye-shaped bar. Mm. Stocks. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, That's what we're calling them. Kneeling stocks. That's it. So I was on the ground in kneeling stocks, and I had T working on me with a vibrator, and then Jay is really experienced with breath play, and he was doing, I think we talked about this in the edge play, fear play scene, but we talked about the two different kinds of choking, one with the hands around the neck, and then the other with actually pinching the nose shut and the mouth and the airways so that you physically... I think we mentioned that, yeah. We did, yeah. And so he was... I've I've been choked before around the neck, which is pleasurable, especially right before orgasm, but I had never done a scene with actually constricting the nose and mouth and shutting off those airways completely. And so (laughs) it was an orgasm denial scene. So basically, I would ask to come, and I'd be really close to, and I would say no... And then I would get choked. I wouldn't call it choking necessarily because the hand wasn't really around the neck. Air restricted. Suffocated. And then as soon as I was about to burst, he would allow me to come and then he would release the airway. And it was so intense. It was fantastic. That's awesome. I squirted all over the place. And then everybody, we did that a couple times uh, in a row. And um, the results were phenomenal. Mm And the best part about that scene, I think, was everyone just ended the scene in fits of laughter because it was just hilarious, awesome. like, how intense it was. I think I even ripped one. I was shackled with a leather and chain cuff, and I think I ripped the leather, like, the leather cuff. Oh, my it God. It was thick leather, too. You ripped it? Holy yeah. shit. That's how hard I came. Oh, my God. Yeah, I I'm tore it. like... I do this thing where when I come, I grab who whatever human is close body part is closest and just sque- clamp down, like squeeze so hard. Yeah, yeah. So be aware. Yeah, no, I was grabbing the um, the th- thick metal rod, but yeah. then I guess this, it was a thick leather cuff too. I guess it just couldn't handle my strength. So, whoops. Anyway, that was fun. High Protocols Under Party happened before that. What an amazing experience. That was hosted by Master Alex and his, her submissive, I'm not sure which pronoun she uses, uh, but she identifies as Master. And she has a submissive, I believe her name is Brooklyn Girl. And they hosted this fantastic dinner party in Long Island. And you had the submissive sitting on one side of the room, the dominant sitting on the other side, it was long tables, very formal, lovely plates, glasses, cutlery, and it was a three or four course dinner. So appetizer, salad, it was like soup, salad, um, you picked your entree, and then there was a dessert. And basically there were house subs who didn't come with a dominant, but were kind of quote unquote working the room, making sure everyone was taken care of, clearing plates, helping with the food and the service. And then the submissives, so myself and other submissives, were serving their doms. 
So bringing them their food first. I was in protocol, so I wasn't looking up. I was attentive towards uh, T's signals towards me, clearing plates, refilling water, and always serving them before you serve yourself. It was a little less formal than I thought it would be. I was kind of picture. Well, I didn't. I actually thought all the subs would be sitting on the floor eating. That's like what I pictured in that my would mind be for hot. some reason. Really we had a table. We were sitting at a table. So, yeah. and I thought it would be like very dark and it was like bright and happy and yeah. everyone was talking. You're allowed to interact with other subs yeah. and talk during dinner. Yeah. My mental image too is very like cartoonish. Almost. Yeah. 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 Like a mansion. Yeah. A dog. Definitely a mansion. Mm-hmm. Definitely like tall, long candles. Yeah. It wasn't quite like that. Yeah. It was much more friendly and I got to meet a lot of interesting people in the Long Island scene, which was great. It was just nice to be out of the city, too. We were about two hours out. So that was fantastic. It was also just different because, yes, there was a play party after, but that was so focused on service, and it you know, it wasn't sexual at all. It was, yeah. it was very much just the pleasure of serving somebody else, which was great. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. The service sub stuff is really interesting because I was always like, I'd never want to do service sub stuff. And now I'm like, it's kind of relaxing. Jesse, can I like, I like really want to do stuff for him. I really like it. I mean, there's certain things I won't do. Like if I was in, say, someone's dirty ass house and they told me like, clean this up, I'd be like, well, no. (laughs) It has to come from me wanting to do it. Like I love cooking for people. That's one of my favorite yeah. things. Like, I love making breakfast or dinner, any meal for yeah. people. And that's, it's just a way to, I don't know, show my appreciation, gratitude, love via that service. But I truly deep down have to want to do it. If a dom's going to force me to do service that I don't want to do, yeah. it's not happening. Yeah. So more than likely, I will offer or I will be the one who says or sparks interest in it. Yeah, not the other way around. I don't think I would ever want to do service subby things for anyone that I wasn't in love with. Or that I'd I have to have like a for, really, yeah, really deep I agree. Connection. I would have to know them for quite a while. You know? Yeah, I agree. that comes out of, to your point, it comes out of like an inner want to like, I like want to do this for you. Kind yeah. of like you have four people who, even if you're not going to like, you know, right. shine their shoes or whatever. Like when you love someone, you really care about someone, you like want to do things for them. Of course. So it's kind of fun to, like, integrate that into a game, yeah. part of the DS game. What else did I do? So we talked last time in our Edge Play, Fear Play episode about trampling, and S and I were a little bit hesitant to answer specific questions on that because that's a very intense, very intensive form of play, especially in terms of and my visualization of trampling was literally running back and forth over somebody, which can be the case. But I got to co-top a trampling scene. And I don't know if I would call it trampling necessarily. I would call it more not walking because we were there wasn't jumping involved. If you've ever had a sore back and you've gotten someone to walk on it, to crack it, maybe you can relate. I got to co-top a male sub who was... That was his kink, was being quote-unquote trampled, walked on, having weight on him. And at one point, we were both standing on him. There never seemed to be a danger of, like, internal organs getting crushed. No, harm. I mean, he was allowed to talk while he was lying on the ground. He he flipped from front. Exactly. Something was really He could always tap out at any time, and he flipped from front to back. But we were walking on his back, on his stomach, shoulders, hands a little bit. 
And I was wearing flat shoes. I wasn't wearing heels or anything. I think it can get yeah. intense to the point where you are literally running on somebody back and forth, maybe with steel-toed boots or heavy, heavy boots. But it was interesting to be introduced to that. And I was standing on him and like squatting down. I jumped on him a few times. But there was never any red or yellow or indication of severe pain. Right. There's one other thing I did that leads us into this episode. Yay. I was at Force by at the Goddess Loft, and this is something that I, I, I've topped men before for impact, and I've pegged men, and I've cuckolded men before, but I've never gotten really, really physically rough with a guy. Manhandling, smacking around, threatening, until... <laughs> About a week or two ago at a yes, spy yes, party yes. where a male sub yes, yes. asked me to do that sort of scene with him. And he, he was wearing a harness. And I don't know if I was just in a fiery mood that night or I wanted to give it something new a try. I was also wearing, I have these shoes. And if you take a look at my profile, I'm wearing them in one of the photos, but they're these really high heels with these spikes coming out of the heels. And I was wearing those shoes. And I used them against his neck, like I had my foot up against mm-hmm. his neck, like a dagger. And he, w- he was heavier than me, so I couldn't physically lift him above my head. If he was lighter than me and I was able to do it, I definitely would have. I was lifting him from the ground to the couch. I mean, I wasn't able to, like, overhead press him, but just, like, throw him around with the harness and get really nasty with him. Oh, it was so fun! <laughs> I didn't think yeah, I would like glee. I, listeners, I wish you could see the glee on it. I'm it was now. so, I don't know. She's like, glowing. I, I, She's I, glowing. I, <laughs> like a bride. <laughs> like a bride. Yeah. That's so a, that's a that's discovery. Awesome. I, because I'm a pretty nice person. Mm-hmm. And I, I was the sweetest, one of the sweetest people <laughs> I know. Thanks, sis. You so too. sweet. But I, I guess I thought I would have to really dig deep to ever be able to do something that like that because to me that's very mean and nasty and in the past when I've dominated men it's it's been a little sadistic but it's been more sensual and fun and lighthearted. but yeah so just mean <laughs> but it was so fun. so fun and yeah I really like the physicality it was almost like consensual non-consent but from the uh, other side of it right so yeah new discovery I'm apparently a mean nasty bitch so. yeah, I have this is so strange and I don't know where this comes from I wouldn't from. do that to a woman <laughs> I think you wouldn't I don't think so I don't know well I okay I we can talk do, yeah. do you want to talk a little bit about our like about gender and yes. donning yeah the first thing and I really want to unpack this because I don't know where this comes from I get uncomfortable when men or very masked people are intensely subbing Hmm. if there's a guy subbing around me who's like in a lot of pain not that I'm not worried at all that they're unsafe or anything like I'm sure they can save for it at any time and that they want it as much as like I want that like I do really I just said I cried like six times in a night Mm -hmm. like I do really intense kink for some reason I really don't like it whereas like I'll watch a woman get the shit beat out of her and be like this is hot but with men it's it something about it really bothers me i have no idea what it is so that being said up front i think i would be definitely feel weird about being sadistic with men i've never gotten sadistic with jay because he doesn't 
like pain. Mm -hmm. But he has asked me to essentially service top him sometimes. Right. And I did find hitting him really hot. He played with the, you know, the medium area of like, not that he only wanted sensation play. Like he wanted me to hit him somewhat hard. And I found that, I found that really hot. But I think that my guess maybe is that it plays into my deminess with with masked people. For some reason, doming for me feels like more of an intense emotional connection, I think, than mm. subbing does to mm-hmm. me, which could be counterintuitive. I don't know. But it's like, a guy just me, if he wants to spank me, I'm like, cool. Right. But to dom him would be, would feel very strange to me. Mm. But with women, I'm, I'm starting to really love Dawning. Like, I've been dabbling here and there, and I've had a few one-on-one dates with women where I brought them home and sort of played Dom. But it was all probably a, maybe a three, a three or four out of ten. A little bit of impact, a little bit of restraint, a little bit of teasing, and then I'm running the show, but it's more or less vanilla adjacent right. sex. Right, right, right. Lesbian sex, but... And um, I'll call this woman C, and we've played with her a few different times. And our first date with just me and C was really fun. And she definitely brought out the Domini, even like that first time. She sent a picture to one of the group chats we're in, and she had a leash on her. And I just got this overwhelming desire to have her on a leash. And we had plans already to go to this party called Submit that is a no cis men party essentially. It's you can go if you were assigned female at birth or you can go if you're trans Mm -hmm. no matter how you identify now. So it's a very queer party Mm -hmm. and that means Jay couldn't go. So I texted her and I was like regarding that hot picture of you you just sent to the group chat how would you feel about me having you on a leash for Submit? And she was like I feel amazing about that. And I was immediately like I got that feeling reminiscent of sub frenzy when I got into the scene. This is so new and I'm so excited. I got butterflies. I'm kind of nervous, but it's really hot. And I was like, okay, do you want to actually sort of be my sub for the night? And she was like, yes. So we ended up having it. It was Jay's birthday and we had her over and had a threesome for his birthday. And I told her that I wanted her to call me Miss. I don't like mistress. Mm-hmm. I like miss more than mistress. Mm-hmm. I told her to send me five lesdom fantasies that she has during the day, the next day, before the party. It was later in the afternoon, and she texted me and said something like, Oh, I've been, I've been a really bad slut today. Like, I didn't, I didn't do anything I was supposed to do yet. And I said, Oh, I know. You're in for it later. And I just got overtaken by this sexually driven sadism mm-hmm. that I have not felt before. Yeah. I was like, because before it's been more like, this woman is hot, I'm into her sexually, and part of that means I want to grab her hair and mm-hmm. kind of like throw her on the bed. But this was like, I want to beat the shit out of her. Like, sadism. That's interesting. I've, n- I've never experienced that. Yeah. I've experienced it with men, but I have not experienced that. With Towards women. women, yeah. No. Then I was really excited. And she ended up sending me, she ended up sending me before the party the 
the fantasies, and they, they were really hot. And she said something like, I might be a procrastinator, but I always do what I'm told. And then I said, uh. so she loves being, like, shown off. She loves being, like, a slutty fuck toy, but, like, the hottest fuck toy sort of thing. So I told her to, I want you to, you may wear whatever you like, but I want you to take extra care to be especially hot and slutty tonight so I can show you off to everyone like the fuck toy you are. <laughs> and she was like, yes, miss, like, I won't let you down. And there's something about somebody being so earnest and, like, wanting to please you, which yeah. is exactly how I am as a sub. I was like, this is intoxicating. <laughs> like, and I showed up to the party. She had to meet me there later, and I was talking to people at the party and being like, yeah, I have, like, my subs coming. <laughs> so I had my... Uh, I had a, I brought your crop. my crop with me, and I was like, I was in heels, I was feeling it. So she showed up, and I, I put her on the leash, and I was like, do you want to meet my new friends? And she was like, yeah. So I brought her over to the people I was just talking to, and I was like, this is my fuck toy, see, isn't she so pretty? And they were like, yeah, hi, nice to meet you. So this party is really cool, because they have what they call a fuck maze, mm-hmm. and it's just this sort of labyrinth of black walls and they have peepholes. I really want to go to this venue. Yeah, so you should cool. come to the next one. Yeah. And so you can watch what people are doing. And there was a lot of people that were packed. So I, like in a good way. Yeah. So I was leading her around and she was like, what do you want to do first? And I was like, I want to hurt you. <laughs> and I like dragged her Oh, dragged her by the leash over to an upright but like slightly slanted, like padded mm-hmm. pink furniture, and just started like going at her with the with the crop. And I was like whispering in her ear, I was kind of telling her how this like she was like igniting all the sadism in me. And I said something like, "You really like did such a good job." And I was like a lot of like, "You're so hot, I just want to hurt you more." And she's like, "Do you want to hurt me more? The prettier I am." And I was like, "Yeah." And that's really bad news for you. <laughs> it's so pretty. This is, like, not supposed to be a brag, but just, she was like, you're such a hot top. You can do literally whatever you want to me. (laughs) The way she said it and just, like, the power that I felt like I had in that moment was so intoxicating. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is amazing. And so then I walked her around to this other area. There was a really hot scene going on with this woman. She got saran wrapped to this like they had a table that was hanging and they were like playing with her with different toys and that was really hot and they had a like a jail cell-ish place with bars so I like brought her in there and had her hold onto the bars so she was watching this scene happening I think my doming style would probably be similar to Jay's where I could get scary for a minute but I couldn't imagine being really serious the whole night but I was like fully in charge yeah the whole time and so I had her up against that and she was getting like so horny and I was kind of teasing her grazing along her clit and stuff and I was like do you think you've earned me sitting on your face and she's like yeah please sit on my face and she's like begging so I brought her over they had a, a sex swing that wasn't one of the one with the stirrups it's basically just a single sheet of fabric but it's like 
it's a little bit tougher than fabric, but mm -hmm. it's like malleable. It's just a rectangle essentially, and one end is lower than the other end. So normally you sit in it with your head at the high end, and then you get fucked. Mm -hmm. But I made her get in it backwards, so her head was low, mm -hmm. and then I like stood on her face. Like I stood on the ground, yeah. but it put her <laughs> head right in between my legs. It's hard, really hard for me to come standing up, especially yeah. from like manual stuff. Like I can do it with a Hitachi, but. So I then laid in the sex swing and like put my legs up around it and had her kneel and eat me out until I came like really hard. Oh, Jay is making me ask to come all the time. So like I texted him the other night, the night before the party and he said, your next orgasm has to be on C's face. <laughs> so I was like, already planned, but okay. <laughs> so I came, I came really hard on her face and it was really hot. And then I, then I led her over to this central area and there was a mild kink scene happening and there was a big bed and a bunch of people around it and no one on the bed and I was like do you want me to fuck you in front of all these people and she was like yes <laughs> like threw down the bed it got my got my strap on on and like fucked her brains up I feel like I really I, I don't know if I would call it dom space it's one of those things where I don't know because I don't know if I've hit it yet but I certainly hit some kind of flow state yeah. with the doming, and it, like, felt like I, I was really feeling it. You know how when you describe, like, an introvert, they often say, it's not that an introvert never wants to be in a social situation, but it's just that that's draining, yeah. whereas being alone is rejuvenating. Mm -hmm. I feel a little bit that way about doming and subbing, where doming is super fun, but it's draining, mm -hmm. whereas subbing feels more like a base state for me, mm -hmm. and that almost feels like that gives me energy. I would agree with that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I would agree with that. So I think I, I, I never say never, who knows, listen to the first episode of this podcast, I am the opposite <laughs> of who I said I would be, and so, but like right now I don't see myself doming as much as I sub, I yes. don't know if I would have that kind of energy. That scene... The sadistic one I described, doming, was probably the closest I've gotten to a quote-unquote dom space or, like, yeah. an ego rush or anything like that. And I think you bring up such a good point, too, when you were talking about your interaction with C and how you felt being proud to showcase her at this place. I guess I hadn't really... Because I've never brought a sub to a party. I've only ever done scenes like pickup play scenes or private scenes, but they've been kind of short as a dom. Right. And I think so often, especially you and I, since we're more so in the submissive space, we think about, oh, I want to please my dom and I want to make him proud and, you know, I'm proud to be submissive. But it's also interesting to look at it from the other side and doms are just as proud of their submissives yeah. and to showcase them and... I guess I that seems very obvious, but... No, but it's true, and yet you see it... Because Jay will often say, I'm so proud of you, after as part of aftercare. Mm -hmm. And it is, it's really nice to see the full side of that and be like, oh my god, you are so yeah, proud of me! <laughs> exactly, to see how, yeah, it is to experience that. I'm really excited to potentially build, and I don't know if we will, potentially build some level of an ongoing kink dynamic, mm -hmm. I think just and I, god I love wisdom I love any yeah. side of it I also but I also like desperately need more women to dom me uh -huh. like there 
they're so rare. And often it's like, I'm excited to dom a woman, so I go ahead and take the lead on that. And yeah. there's a lot of the dominatrixes will be excited to play with me at a party, potentially, but they usually have male subs. Right. I think my experience dominating women is very limited. Because everything I've done, besides like, oh, I'm doing a pickup play scene with a woman at a party, which is very baseline, like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to thank you, I'm going to hit you with this implement tool, it's great. But there's not really a huge psychological aspect to it, there's not, the only communication I'm doing is like checking in. So I, I would definitely like to experience more of that. And it's interesting, too, because I can't visual my, visualize myself getting very sadistic with a woman. I think it would be more sensual, but I also say that now, and I have very limited experience with it. So yeah. I'd be interested to see where that takes me. A lot of my domination has been with men, submissive men, of course, and that's been thoroughly enjoyable in the form of pickup play, cuckolding, forced by... That gets me in a very sadistic state, gleeful, playful, um, mischievous. Yeah, there's something, there's very much a revenge aspect to it. I don't know what it is. And I've talked about this before, especially seeing a man in a vulnerable position, like, say, before I'm going to peg a guy if his, like, ass is up in the air and his face is, you know shoved into a pillow or he's on his knees in front of me or it's almost like a haha here's one for the female gender like <laughs> suck it men yeah. <laughs> I don't suck know it, men as a collective there's like there is there's like a yeah <laughs> no weird. I get it there's like a social thing where it's like haha this is where you belong man there is and if I can find the link I'll put it in the show notes a this amazing article about this black dominatrix woman who would make her subs read like race theory and feminist theory and was literally like educating these white men about race to the point where not not as where they were actually having their perspective shifted that's fantastic that's incredible i was like you are doing the lord's work yeah I want our next. I want our next episode to be kink and spirituality. spirituality. No, we will. Because I also think this is going to turn into such a like shroomsy moment. But <laughs> something I love about kink is this this acknowledgement that we're all playing roles, right? Mm-hmm. We're calling it play, and this ability to slip into whatever you want to be. And today I'm playing the dom, and you're playing the sub. And tomorrow. I'm going to be playing the sub and you're playing the dom. And it's, but the thing about that is your experience of that is still real, mm-hmm. but it's just a game. Yeah. And I think that's life. I think our real identities are, are like that too. And it's, it's fun to be able to feel, to play in the reality of that, even when you know it's just uh, made up and you can be all the things and you can be like, I can be an angry, sadistic bitch yeah <laughs> and I can also be a good girl and I can also be a brat and all those things are real modes that you inhabit absolutely it's just and different it's layers such a nice I just think I think kink is such a brilliant way to explore the whole spectrum of ourselves the parts that we might feel are super dark 
yeah. that we're scared to touch. It gives us this way to do that in a consensual way for people who also want to experience that on the other end. I think that's fucking beautiful. <laughs> that's just some poetry that came out of your mouth just now. That was gorgeous. Aw, thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, yes. <laughs> My shrooms goddess speaking Aww. the prophecy. Yeah. S and I will continue to explore our dominant sides, of course. It's so funny to think back and listen back, and I, I frequently do go back and listen to some of our old episodes, and you hear yourself say things, and you go, oh. Yeah, when I'm like, I think I'm ace. <laughs> <laughs> I what think a nice romantic. Yeah. No. Well, it just goes to show you, you never know where you'll be. It's always important to try new things and test the waters. You never know what you like, and maybe another year I'll be... Lord knows what I'll be Who doing. Who fucking knows? Because we, we've really passed the the baseline of, oh, we kind of tried everything, and now it's really yeah. getting into the deeper psychological, explorative stuff. And both S and I have relationships that we are very trusting in terms of the people that we're playing with, and we've gotten to know them for a long time, so that just gives way to a lot more in-depth play and ability to really trust and explore things beyond just kind of trying a new impact tool or yeah all right okay stay kinky friends stay kinky reach out to us on fet life i am blue jasmine and i'm underscore paint and of course our email s and m chronicles at gmail.com stay kinky friends Bye. bye And stay tuned, as always, for this blooper reel right now. Maybe it's a dinner talk event. (laughs) I need to record one of those topless ukulele covers. Do it! Put it on there, Reddit. Tired. It's been a week. We're tired. We are working professionals, and (laughs) I'm not only a whore. I mean, I'm still a whore when I'm working. Yeah, we're career women, and we're whores. You can be <laughs> you both. Can be both. Uh, we also do laundry and cook. All right, so <laughs> our last episode. Right. <laughs> what did we talk about last episode? Oh, I love Neopets. <laughs> I know. But did you know if you didn't oh, ever all feed? They're starving now. Yeah, if you never fed so your starving They just got left on. It was like starving or dying. Yeah, like forever. They don't ever actually die. Exactly. So why do you need to buy like those berries and what was the Neopets food? It's a scam. I just remember the um the game with the where you're that like mere troll. Not troll. It was like a triceratops thing and you were like roll and you bounce and collect the berries. Yes. Oh, what was that called? There's also a Hassy Bounce. Hassy Bounce. Oh, Hassy Bounce is like you in a computer game. Hassy Bounce. Hassy Bounce was adorable. Hassy Bounce was one of my favorite. It was like um, Termac Roll. Termac Roll. Is that it? Yes. Termac or Termac. I also liked, I like that um, Mirka Chase. I never did a lot of that one. And then there was a really cool one where you were a little frog and it was, you got to collect all these crystals and keys. It was like a maze game kind of and you had these rocks and... Um, sharp things come up, so it was... Okay, I don't think I played that, but this is one you would have loved. Have you ever played the one where you were that little, like, jelly, little, like, jelly man, and you would, like, have to absorb pieces of jelly that were, like, smaller than you? No. It was, like, a hidden... (laughs) 
What? It was like you had to get there in some secret way. But it was so fun. I also like the ice cream game with that girl, oh, and you yeah, had to. The ice, ice cream came and moved fun. really, really quick, and you had to get off. Of, oh, what was that? You had to yeah, that was so good. The ice cream with all the different. And it got flavors. so fast. So you're like, fast. wow. All right, welcome to the podcast. If you're new here, welcome. We just listed seventy. Please um, reach out to us on FitLife and let us know your favorite Neopets game. Yeah. <laughs> Is it time for the time? Yes. Things we did this on those back. And count. Oh my two. god, Abby. <laughs> Would you spit roast a woman with me? Sure. Ah! Absolutely. Wouldn't that be hot? Yes. With our strap on? Absolutely. Okay. Listeners, well, you heard Sign it here first. Me up. <laughs> Sign me up. Do you think someone has specifically has a kink for Neil. Oh, I'm sure. 100%. I'm sure. 100%. Everything is a kink. Oh, Neil pets. Okay. Thanks for tuning in to this month's episode of S&M Chronicles. If you need to get in touch with us, shoot us an email at s&mchronicles at gmail.com or hit us up on FetLife. I'm Blue Jasmine and S is underscore pain slut. We look forward to next month's episode. Until then, stay kinky.